Bill Show wish to thank our primary sponsors, The Mallon Agency, located in Springfield, PA, where they take pride in exceeding expectations every time. Anthony DeCecco and our friends at Tennis Addiction are ready to serve all your tennis needs at their beautiful facility in Exton, PA. everyone, welcome to the Rosie and Bill Show. Our guest this week caught the attention of millions of viewers on social media with her stirring renditions of timeless classics like Amazing Grace. She's been featured in People Magazine, The Country Network, and American Songwriter. Please welcome to the Rosie and Bill Show a rising star with a powerful voice and a giving heart, Mackenzie Phipps. Hi, Mackenzie. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, thank you so much for meeting with me today. I really do appreciate it. Mackenzie, we've got a, a lot that we want to talk with you about. And we thought that we'd kind of start by taking a trip to a very beautiful part of the country, that area where you were born in Bluefield, Virginia. So what was it like growing up in Bluefield? And when did music enter the picture for you? Oh my gosh. So I was born and raised in Bluefield, Virginia up until five months ago. I moved to Nashville here recently, but I lived there for my pretty much whole existence, 21 years. And it is just one of those towns where everybody knows everybody. And it's relatively small. It has about 5,000 people. At least that's what Google says. Who knows what it is now? <laughs> but it's just one of those small towns that's very homey to me. And it always will be home, especially now that I have moved to Nashville. But I, I love every bit of it. Everybody's so supportive of one another. And we have such beautiful mountains out there, especially since we are on the line of West Virginia as well. So I, I absolutely love going back to Bluefield whenever I'm able. Well, when you were growing up there, Mackenzie, when did you realize that you had a talent for singing? Well, you know, I started singing at a very, very young age. I used to go to church with my mama every Sunday, especially when I was younger. And that's kind of where I got started into singing. I would learn different children's hymns that they taught in Sunday school. And every time we would go to church before service, I would go over to the piano and just remember songs that I had heard. And I would play on the piano by ear. And that my mama was actually the one that really could tell that I had a gift for music and she got me into singing a lot and my mom's side of the family which my mama is my mom's mother they're very musical they 
they like that kind of bluegrass kind of music. And my late uncle Ronnie had actually written some songs for some artists like Johnny Cash's brother and Crystal Gale and Alison Krauss. So they're pretty musical. My mom always says they skipped a generation because she's not musical, but I've always had a very deep passion for music. Mackenzie, how did you parlay all of your singing engagements as a young girl into singing the national anthems at fairs and sporting events? Oh, I started singing the national anthem, I believe when I was 10 years old. And I got started doing that at the Princeton Rays game, which Princeton is a small city in West Virginia. And my mom was actually friends with a worker down at the stadium. And she had actually, I believe, presented to my mom and was like, has McKenzie ever sang the national anthem before? And I had not at the time. And I learned it, and I remember I went out there, and I just sang my heart out. And I always tell people, if I had a dollar for every time I've sang that song, I could buy a new guitar. <laughs> I've sang it for so many different things. And even throughout middle school and high school, I would sing for the different sports games. So it is just like permanently embedded in my head. <laughs> Mackenzie, I have to tell you, uh, I, I've actually sang the national anthem myself at a minor league baseball game in front of about 8,000 people. And I don't know that I've ever been more nervous than, than singing the anthem because that's one song where you really don't want to mess up the words. So at that young age, was it nerve wracking at all the first few times you did it? I never really ever get nervous, especially doing the national anthem because I've done it so many times. And honestly, anytime I do it, I kind of just like really get in the zone and just sing it and I get done and I'm like, gosh, I hope I sang that right. <laughs> Well, you know you're inspired when you can't remember anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I, I've sang it so many times, and I, I always enjoy singing it. I always enjoy, especially nowadays when people ask me to sing it, because I really haven't done it pretty much since I was in high school. So I, I love singing it, and I think it's a very beautifully, beautifully written song. Now, Mackenzie, Rosie talked about uh, in the intro some of those uh, amazing cover songs you've you've sung, you know, like Amazing Grace and Traveling Soldier and so many others that, that you've done. And before I ask you specifically about that, I want to know, did you ever take any kind of formal singing lessons? Because your voice is about as powerful as I've heard. Well, thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. So since I did start singing at a fairly young age, I really had never had any kind of vocal training to learn how to sing. It just came very naturally to me. And I have met with a vocal coach here about um, two years ago, I would say now. Everything's kind of a blur at this point with the days. They all run together. But when I was going to record the set of songs I was going to do in Nashville, my producer, Sal Oliveri, had actually suggested that I meet with a vocal coach that he recommends, whose her name is Chanel Guyton. And he wanted me to kind of more so dip into that middle volume of my voice because he was talking about, I very much captivate with people in the front row and I can have everybody in the room hear me with my loud belt. But he really wanted me to start working on that middle range so the people in the middle of the row could hear me. So I met with her and she helped me a lot with that as well. She helped me with enunciating because I did have quite a bit of issues with that, especially when I was younger, because I had such a twang in my voice that my words just kind of ran together. But other than that, I really just 
taught myself how to sing and do what I know how to do, which is to sing. Sounds like you came in with a lot of power, you know, with a lot of talent. Well, thank you. When you started recording some of those cover tunes, what, what inspired you to pick particular ones or what, what was the process like in terms of the songs that you chose? Well, to be honest with you, so I kind of pulled inspiration. My mom would actually suggest some songs for me to do. I would pick some songs and then I had some family members that would pitch some ideas to me. And I had done Travel and Soldier just to dedicate it to those out there who have served our country. And I love doing that song at shows and especially doing that at shows as far as honoring people out there who have served for our country. And that's how that song came about. And it just kind of circulated around and got the views that it has. And it's very close to a million. So maybe here within the next year or so it can get to a million. But as far as the other two, it amazes me because on my page, especially the videos that do go viral happen to be hymns. And I love that for so many different reasons. And the biggest one is I just feel music touches people in a way that words can't. And people go through all these different kinds of emotions and they want to have something to believe in. And I 100% give the Lord all the credit for my voice and I will never not sing hymns on my page. And I mean, the two most viewed videos I have on my social media are Amazing Grace and I want to stroll over heaven. And it's also just interesting how the algorithms work because I can post a video within a month or so back or even like seven months back and it'll start picking up views because I had that happen with a hymn called In the Garden that I absolutely loved singing. Oh, that's a beautiful So it, it just amazes me how music can touch people in so many different ways. Definitely. And um, I like that you are true to your roots. And even though you're so young, you, you sound like such an old soul. You're very wise. <laughs> Thank you. I get that quite often. <laughs> Have you had much in involvement in terms of the writing of any of the songs, the originals that you put out? So, so far with the originals that I have put out, I co-wrote on my Christmas song. Everybody can go check that out because we're entering holiday yeah. <laughs> season and it's called Christmas Snow. And Shane and I wrote that together. He wrote Maybe. And then as far as Drag and a Little of Both, those were pitched to be by my producer, Sal Oliveri. And then You Bring the Beer, I'll Bring the Noise was written by Shane, but he wrote it about where I lived. So I very much enjoyed him even be a, being able to captivate where I lived and put it in a song. And the new one I wrote was also written by three insanely talented songwriters. But I have been, since I've moved to Nashville, I have been getting a lot more into songwriting because I always tell people at the end of the day, everybody has that different niche that is just for them, especially in Nashville. People, they're either a songwriter at heart, they're a singer at heart, a player, you name it. And I always tell people at the end of the day, I am a singer. And I very much do enjoy songwriting and I've been getting into it a lot more, but I just, I love singing. It's what I've always done. And I don't think that's ever going to change. So I have to follow up on the, uh, you talked about you bring the beer, I'll bring the noise. And I love the video, which just premiered, I think with, within the last few days. And I was going to ask you, is part of that shot in your hometown? Because it looks like some of it's in a studio, some maybe in Nashville, 
but there's some big mountains behind you in some of those scenes. And I'm thinking that's got to be Virginia, West Virginia in that background. Yes. So when I shot that video, it was so fun to do. And there were so many different places that I had to go. Believe it or not, we could not go to Virginia because it would have costed a lot more money to have went to Virginia because where I live in Nashville and where Bluefield is, it's about a five and a half to six hour drive. Mm. And I've had so many things going on, especially since I've moved that I told the videographer, I was like, I really would like for you to try to find an area that replicates my hometown the best, especially with the mountain feel. And he found that outdoor area. And I, I absolutely loved it. I've actually had people out there. They're like, where did you shoot this at home? I want to go there. And I, I was like, I feel so bad because I, I have this song and it wasn't even shot in Virginia. But it was so fun getting to do that. And we went around so many different places and I got to go down to Broadway and it's always crazy down there. So it just made the shooting 10 times more fun. And I've gotten a lot of good feedback on the video. So I've been very fortunate and appreciative of that. Yeah. Now, Mackenzie, I want to talk about your new single, Life Gives You Love. And basically, I was just explaining to someone or trying to explain to someone the other day uh, what the song sort of reminded me of. And I, I described it as... Tennessee whiskey from Chris Stapleton meets Martina McBride's Broken Wing kind of together in that it is bluesy, powerful, soulful. It is just to me that really demonstrates kind of the full range of your voice. So what was it like to record that amazing song and how's it been received thus far? Well, that is a great combination. That's the best combination I've heard so far for that song. Right. And when I went into studio and did the six initial songs with Sal, Life Gives You Love was probably by far the song that we had the most fun doing. It was written by three amazing songwriters. It was Megan Patrick, Kyle Clark, and Lance Miller. They did a fantastic job on this song. And I especially loved singing the song because a lot of people out there that have been following my musical journey for so long know me by singing country music. And although this song does still have country roots to it, it kind of has more of that soulful element. And I wanted to show my audience that I do have kind of a more diverse sound to my voice, especially when I do kind of the bluesy soulful kind of songs. And I, even at my shows, I like to break out some soulful things. Like I do do Tennessee whiskey at my shows. Sometimes I'll break out Ain't No Sunshine and my all-time favorite song ever to sing. People ask me at my shows all the time, what's your favorite song to sing? And they're always shocked because I tell them that my favorite song is The House of the Rising Sun. And I do that one beyond soulful. <laughs> it's just my favorite song to do. But I absolutely love recording Life Gives You Love. I've gotten amazing feedback from the song and people out there really seem to enjoy it. So for the listeners out there, if you still have yet to hear it, go check it out. It's on all streaming platforms and maybe you'll like it as well. Mackenzie, how has being an artist affected your personal life? Has it impacted you, you know, being in front of people all throughout your teenage years and high school? And how has that affected you with, you know, cultivating friendships and whatnot? It, it, does it does it impact you in anything but a, but a positive way? Well, I started performing out at a fairly young age as well. I started performing out doing my own shows when I was 14 years old. So I always say four is kind of my lucky number. I started singing at four and doing my own shows at 14. But 
I always tell people, it's always hilarious whenever I tell people, especially when I was 14, I was probably in a lot of places I probably shouldn't have been at 14 years old and having all of these adults asking me if I would like a beer. And I'm just like, not yet, but we'll get there one day. But <laughs> the biggest downside I would say to being a performer, especially when I was at that age and going through high school was a lot of my peers and family members kind of saw my music as more of an expensive hobby rather than as a career. And they're slowly starting to see that it is a career. And I've been doing it for such a long time now. But everybody pretty much throughout my entire career has been very supportive of my decision. I mean, everybody in school knew from the people that went to school with me in elementary school to the people that I met going forward for middle school and high school, everybody always knew that I was the girl that could sing. They, mm -hmm. they could never take that away from me. People just always knew that I could sing. And I think that they did very much respect that. And I do very much appreciate the support that all of my audience has given me throughout this entire journey. And I always tell people, especially with music, is you don't have to necessarily become a big name person to make it in mu the music industry. I always tell people in five years, they always say, where would you like to see yourself in five years? And I always tell people the same answer. If I become a household name and everybody knows me, that is just fine. Or if I'm able to financially provide for myself and live a stable life, then I am just fine with that as well. Well, you just answered the question I was going to ask, which is what does success look like to you? So was there yes. anything you want to add to that? That is 100% always the answer I tell people is, I mean, it would be a dream to become a household name, like especially how Lainey Wilson has just completely paved her own way into country music. And I think that she is definitely somebody that I look up to in that aspect and It'd be cool to be a household name one day. But like I said, if I'm able to do what I love, which is music and being able to go and perform and just make a very comfortable living for myself, then I am by all means very happy with that outcome as well. But I just am going to continue doing what I love doing. And hopefully the good Lord will have a path for me that'll pay off. Mackenzie, there's one other thing kind of on a personal level that I just wanted to touch on, too. And you just exhibited it in, in the way you you answered those questions. And you also show it in a lot of your social media posts and just really how you carry yourself. In addition to your powerful voice, you're always very positive and you always seem to have a positive outlook and a positive message. And it really, really comes through. Where does that come from? Well, I've always I've always learned that you should take every day and make it the best you possibly can. And I know some days people are going to have down days like I do 100 percent, especially I, uh, it would be a lie if I said moving to Nashville, especially since it's been almost six months. We're entering December. So um, I could honestly say it's not been the easiest none whatsoever because I feel people back home, especially I talked to my best friend today and um, she was just talking about her attending college and stuff. And she was just talking about how it's very stressful. And she was saying, I don't, I don't have anything like you have going on in my life. Like I'm going to college and I'm getting my degree and hopefully I'm going to be getting a good job, but you have a God given talent that you're able to pursue and make a career out of. And I told her, although that is the case, especially since I moved to Nashville, I mean, 
you're starting from scratch. I mean, everybody in Bluefield, they all knew me, but now you're in a completely different ballpark. And there are so many people, so many people in this city. I mean, Lord, it amazes me. Even though half of them ain't even from here, there's a bunch of them. And I have to start forming a name for myself down here and showing people what I got, especially with my music capabilities. So I just always go into things with the best attitude I can and you know, your body's going to tell you if you need to take a rest day. I mean, I've done, I've done shows before where I've traveled and traveled and traveled and I've done shows and I'm just wore out. And I, I always like to keep it real, especially on my social media pages with my followers, because I do think that they see a lot of my music side, but I do like to share with them my personal side as well. And if all of y'all out there have been hearing a bell, it's because of this little creature. <laughs> ah, what's your kitty's name? Her name is Raven Aww. and she is taking a bath. Okay. Well, very quickly yes. then, since you showed us Raven, we've seen oh. that you have a passion for animals and for yes, saving and oh, she's beautiful. Oh. Everybody knows her now because everybody knows baby Raven on my social media pages. Oh, that's very sweet. So very quickly talk to us about the work that you do to help animals. Yes, so I started doing volunteer work at a local animal shelter down in West Virginia. It was called the Mercer County Animal Shelter. And I have always had a strong passion for animals. I've loved them since I even knew what a dog or a cat was. And I got into volunteering at that shelter, trying to keep this story short because it is quite a long story. They had gotten a pit bull in that they found running around and he had no feeling in his back legs. So they just kind of drug and he just carried himself with his two front paws and he, his ears were clipped by scissors. So they found him running around and they got him and it was apparent that he was not in a good place. We do not know where he was, but it was apparent that it was not anywhere good. And we were raising money for him to try to help as far as with laser therapy treatments to help him get sensation back in his legs. And I decided to do some benefit stuff for him to raise money and everything started going very good and things were going well with him. And he was starting to be able to semi be able to walk on all fours. And then it's kind of like everything went downhill. And we ultimately had to make the decision on looking at him and seeing what kind of quality of life is he going to have? Because he started really going downhill quite fast and he started really starting to show that he was suffering. And we did not want that for him whatsoever. He was the best dog ever. And although what he went through made him that way, he never even showed any kind of hatred towards humans. And um, we ultimately had to come to the decision to lay him to rest. And I vowed from that point on that I was going to help as many animals as I could find their forever homes. And I was able to, within that year or so, I was able to get about 30 dogs adopted into their forever homes. Oh, that's beautiful. You know, Mackenzie, you're, you're doing great things on stage, off stage, and there's one thing that I think Rosie and I can say for sure, and that is your future is incredibly bright. And we really appreciate you taking the time to join us tonight. And we look forward to some really, really big things for you coming in 2024. 
Well, thank you so much for meeting with me today. I really do appreciate speaking with both of y'all. And for anybody out there that wants to follow my musical as well as personal journey, you can follow me on any social media. I'm available on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. All you have to do is look up Mackenzie Phipps and maybe our paths will meet. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mackenzie. And again, we wish you all the best in 2024. And folks, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. From a place in the mountains of Virginia that I call home Where the moon shines clear as the water where the river flows We've been known to get a little bit rowdy in the evening time And there's nothing like an Appalachian starlit summer night episode has been brought to you by Doherty and Company Insurance Services for all your business and personal insurance needs. Our friends at Tennis Addiction in Exton, PA. And the Malin Agency, where exceeding expectations is how they do business. Interested in becoming a partner in positivity? Send us an email, Rosie and Bill Show 2018 at gmail.com.